If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Well, yeah. We can no longer call it the Jimmy Glass moment now. It's the Alison Becker moment. I mean, Peter Schmeichel's also done it as well for Aston Villa, if you remember, back in Doesn't the day. Doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? <laughs> I prefer Peter Schmeichel anyway. Of course you would. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Brad. How are you on this mixed weather uh, Monday afternoon? It still gets me the weather reports every time. <laughs> Honestly. Well, considering people can now travel to Portugal, why wouldn't they want to get away from this British weather? You wouldn't want to get away from Britain right now because it's glo- of its glorious football. True. This was the most. In- I'd have to say this was the most enjoyable weekend I've had watching football in a while. Yeah, it was. An Although that was very not Sunday. <laughs> well, yes, but we'll get onto that later on. And there's only one place we can start, and that is, of course, at Wembley Stadium on Saturday, when Chelsea played Leicester for the FA Cup final. Now, before we talk about the match itself, twenty thousand fans at the stadium. How good did that look? Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? It's so beautiful. Oh, it was that good. It was practically one of the nine wonders of the world right now. Yeah, it might as well have been. Oh, just hearing an actual proper atmosphere that wasn't piped in like it was a game of FIFA. Yeah. Oh, normality. Soon come back where every i mean oh it's tomorrow we have we get to see it at all the games and on wednesday as well oh it's gonna be beautiful to see across all 10 premier league games and the playoffs in uh championship and below but yeah onto the game itself leicester ended up winning one nil thanks to a yuri t elements goal to end their 137 year drought of not lifting the trophy wasn't easy, though, for Leicester. Um, like we said on the preview show, it wasn't going to be easy for either side. It was going to be uh, one that went the whole distance. And Chelsea nearly took us to extra time when Ben Chilwell thought he scored, but uh, it was a goal ruled out for offside by VAR. Again, it's a close goal, but I think they did get this one right. Well, I, I wanted to get to that a little bit later, because mm. I... You're not going to not get me waxing lyrical about that goal. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Oh, so much to take from that. Absolutely beautiful goal from the elements. That's what we have to do. never happens with me for another team. I always celebrate it. It's like it was a Villa goal. Jesus Christ, it was that just, is like, the it was, first. It was mental. I just, he picks it up. He just whacks it, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful strike. Watching back on all the highlights of all the commentators, I probably had a better reaction. (laughs) 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, brilliant goal from Tielemans. And that was his third goal in the uh, cup competition as well. So You can't, uh, you can't doubt that that's now one of the great all-time FA Cup goals. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I know straight away people were comparing it to that Steven Gerrard goal against West Ham back in 2006, I want to say it was. It was 2006, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's close, but I think they're slightly different. The ball comes to Gerald, whereas Tudor has got to run a bit and just, you know, take his chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I know it seems bad to say to Lister, but I don't want him there for much longer. Like, could you imagine him tearing it up at, like, yeah, Bayern Munich's Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, Man United's? I know you technically can't discredit Leicester from that now because they but are. We know he gets in Barcelona's 11. Yeah, like he's a, oh, one of Europe elite's midfielders at this minute. He's so good to watch. And only 24 years old as well. It's incredible. 24 years old, he's almost certainly now a Leicester City legend. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely incredible scenes. And I did see a stat as well after the game that because he played in the final, Jamie Vardy is the first player ever to play in every round possible of the FA Cup, which was wow. Incredible. When the when the movie does eventually get mad on his life, it's it's gonna be unreal. Yeah, <laughs> he is the ultimate journeyman. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe there will be anyone that has had that journey, you know, as much as he had. No, I mean I'd probably say next close is maybe Tyrone Mings, but obviously he hasn't had the success as Vardy has yet because. Hasn't wasn't was it Mings that's played at non-league level? Or am I thinking of Oddly Watkins? One of the two Villa players has done that it, quite recently. Because Mings was picked from, but Ipswich picked him just I don't know because he was he had a, he just had a normal job. I don't know yeah. if he was playing non-league and then he made it in the Ipswich academy, I think, or one of the youth levels. I can't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, incredible scenes for Vardy and the rest of uh, the Leicester team. And it was incredible also to see uh, with the title celebrations, uh, the owner come onto the pitch and enjoy it with the rest of the team as well. Obviously, after the uh, tragic event that happened nearly three years back now when his uh, father passed away in the helicopter crash. Uh, it was just, yeah, I think it's just been a cream, like the cherry on top of the cake now for this Leicester team that they've won the FA Cup they've had a good spell in uh, the Champions League where they got to the quarterfinals they've obviously won the Premier League it is just a fairy tale story that just continues to write a new chapter every so often you're not a normal person if you weren't even a little bit emotional at the scenes at the end yeah because just, just it's very easy to well up in that moment to see you celebrate with the trophy yeah, you just know just... how much that really does mean to him. Mm. And you can see it's like a well-run family club that actually care. We all know Leicester City are the measuring stick for all the other clubs outside the big six. Yeah. They've proven it's easy to get there if you just run it well, have the right recruitment, and you know, again, also have a pretty good academy because yeah. Luke Thomas is now an example of that and he was pretty good in that game as well yeah um who else came through the academy recently um the charity was one thing yeah uh there is someone else i can't think of that's done well oh although he hasn't been there uh this season um 
watching him on loan at Luton, Kin and Dewsbury Hall. I think within the next season or so, he'll be getting into that Leicester first team, uh, another academy product. So, yeah, it does show. Because if you look at their signings, they haven't gone out and spent crazy big on many of their players. So I'd say maybe Iheanacho or T-Elements are probably their most expensive signings. Didn't they spend a slight bit on Fafana? But that, well, obviously he's proven that that was completely worth it. He's twenty years old and he was yeah amazing. He's that what good he, now. Is he gonna be like in a few years? Yeah, what he's done over this season at Leicester. Oh my god! And again, I say the exact same thing I said about Tielemans. Give it a few years and he will be at your likes, your Real Madrid, your Barcelona, your Bayern Munich, and he'll be a mainstay in that French national team at centre back which would be an absolute joy to see. It's such a testament to Leicester's recruitment as well. Yeah. The, the pattern that's followed. They've sold Kante, Mares, Maguire, Chilwell. Replaced all of them. And the, and the replacements have worked really well, yeah. Absolute uh, testament to the recruitment staff there at uh, Leicester and I know we talk about the players, but you've got to give Brendan Rodgers credit. What he's done with this Leicester team is just brilliant. I know many people were writing him off from his time at Liverpool, but he's gone proven them wrong. What he did with Liverpool was pretty mad as well. That Liverpool team, quality-wise, was not what it was now. I mean, he managed to get Coutinho in for £8.5 which is crazy when you think they sold him for... 142 million, what was it, seven, eight years later? Which is absolutely crazy. Yeah, and forget what he did with Swansea as well. Yeah. We could got them you, know, you, could judge the, you could judge everything that with Celtic as well, would say it's easy to do yeah. it out there, but it's not easy to do a whole invincible season anywhere. Yeah, and the consistency of what he did it on a regular basis with Celtic. It wasn't just that one season, he did it. Back to back it, to back, so... It was it like the treble, treble, or something? Yeah. Something like that, I can't remember. Which is just a phenomenal feat to have achieved uh, at any club, not alone uh, Celtic. Um, Chelsea, on the other hand, disappointed, and obviously they've still got top four to play for in terms of Premier League, and they've obviously got the Champions League final on the horizon. It's not looking good for Thomas Tuchel's side at the minute, though, is it? Now, with their last couple of defeats... It's added the pressure on because mm. if this goes all horribly wrong, they're called, they're now called bottle jobs. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, they they become what they hate. Yeah, they become Spurs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just having a look at it now, top four, they're in it, sided by a point and a goal on goal difference. That's how close it is between themselves and Liverpool. I didn't um, think it was that close until I saw it. It was quite surprising. <laughs> yeah, and then it's not even like he picked that bad of a side too because so you could say oh maybe that's why they lost but but do you know what I'm saying? I don't think they even played bad no but they actually played decent so it was just weird when someone were coming out and like, oh it was a pathetic performance like, no it wasn't they no, were beaten well, by a wonder goal <laughs> yeah and thoroughly deserved it in the end uh, Leicester so but right well, I did say we would talk about it because the three letters have to come out now. Then VAR. It's offside. I don't know what they're complaining. Yeah. Millimeters, maybe, but he's gaining a slight advantage in that moment. 
Yeah. Albeit millimetres. It's offside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, it is what it is. Can't and, be changed now. And uh, the handball but, hits his knee first, so it's never going to get given. No. Never in a million years was that going to get given. When you see flick up off his knee onto his arm, that would have been truly an outrage if that had been given by VAR. Right. There was another final. You're you're so keen to move this on. This is almost perfect to my point because this weekend I fully believe the FA Cup's glory was restored. Mm. Just the coverage of it, all right. Not what it used to be. We've accepted that. We move on. But that. It's that joy of seeing someone like Leicester still step up and win it when the big six again dominate with their B teams for all these years. Like it I said, bring, I bring now hope. consider Leicester the big six. Oh, I don't yeah, include no, Spurs yeah. in that big six anymore. Leicester, so, well, so, so we'll just, they call it a big seven now. They won't even say oh, Leicester in the big six now. They'll just say it's a big seven. No, you can't class Spurs in anymore. You, you genuinely can't class Spurs in it anymore. But there was another. The, 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 you're so keen. <laughs> you are literally everything I hate. <laughs> you, you you hate the FA Cup, but it's glorious. This season proved it. Uh, I mean, bring on what the, the semi. Bring on the greatest weekend in the English football calendar next January. I mean, you look at the semi-finals. I mean, Southampton. I'd say are the only team that surprised that got there that weren't out of the. Uh, Leicester don't get to the FA Cup semi-finals every single season, so no, you put this, them in the same bracket. This could, be, this could now be the start of it for Leicester because of the consistency they have. So I think we can start putting them there in these latter stages of both the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah, but the FA Cup really just say it. Nope, still haven't, still won't. I got one of us does. I'll still be here rooting for this fantastic competition. Every season. Even if Villa go out the first round every year. Well, I'm used to that now. So just, just, <laughs> I've accepted it. Fair enough, fair enough. Can I move on now? Yes, you may. Thank you. Thank you. So there was another final that Chelsea were involved in. quicker. I don't really care. Another final that Chelsea were involved in, and this time it was the Women's Champions League final over in Gothenburg against Barcelona. And wow, what a first 30 seconds of the game, let alone the first minute, the crazy 30 seconds that was. Let's be honest, this almost turned into a massacre. <laughs> yeah, certainly because Barcelona stopped playing in the second half that it didn't turn into a massacre so within 30 the preview was saying expect a close battle is of two very good high quality teams you know what a match it's going to be oh Barcelona crushed them (laughs) I mean I did say predict goals in the game as well but and I did say a high scoring game but I just wasn't both of them have to score them yeah I just wasn't expecting uh, Chelsea to get run out of the blocks that badly um, yeah, so the first goal came through uh, a bit of great work from Lika Martins, who I think had an absolute standout first half for Barcelona. But she did take a shot, which Cannon initially off the crossbar came back out, and then she took a or attempted touch, and it just hit off Melanie uh, Leopold, and then it went into the goal to I give Barcelona. Like Fran Kirby's done all season, to be honest. <laughs> uh, then. 13 minutes later, Barcelona were awarded a penalty, which Alexia Patelis, uh converted. Again, 
Jenny Hermosa got was it a pen? brought down. This contact, and I can see why. I didn't think any of the camera angles picks it up so clearly. It's not clear enough, but I think there is the contact from what I saw anyway to give it as a penalty. Uh, if the screen was anything to go by. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's what helped sell it as well was the screen that Hamoso did. Because, Jesus, I think if you stuck your head out your own window, you would have heard that screen. I thought there was a tennis game got... going on. Yeah. Uh, so Patella scored that penalty, calmly dispatched it past Anne Catherine Berger. Then uh, six minutes later, Aitana Bonmati made it 3 0 uh, to Barcelona again. Great build-up play by Barcelona. Absolutely a joy to watch that whole build-up play for that goal. And then uh, 16 minutes later, just before half-time, Carolina Graham Hansen made it 4-0. Again, fantastic work by Leakey Martins down on the left uh, side for Barcelona. Just made it horrible in that first half uh, for Bar- uh, Chelsea's defence. And she squared the ball for Hansen to tap in to make it 4-0. Like you said, it could have been an absolute massacre, but Barcelona seemed to take their foot off the gas in the second half, which allowed Chelsea to grow into the game. And I think Emma Hayes' side needed it to stay at 4-0 uh, to make it not too embarrassing for them. But if, we're being, think, if we're being honest, Chelsea could have probably managed to come back in this. Oh, they, should. they should. Like, didn't Penela Hard have like five clear chances? Yeah, Sam Kerr had a couple as well. So... It's, it was really surprising to see how bad that Chelsea front three were at converting their chances, considering they've been so dominant this season in the WSL and in uh, the cup competitions. They were just all over the shop yesterday. But yeah, credit to Luis Cortez and that Barcelona side, because they were absolutely phenomenal in that first half. That was pure joy, Barcelona, to watch. Like the way every uh, build-up play... You could see them all pressing forward. They lose the ball. Everyone was dropping back, getting into their positions. It was oh, pure joy of football. However, I do want to pick up something that happened after the game. Uh, you might not have seen it. So this is the comment that was made. refers to a quote that was taken uh, two years ago, nearly to the day. So what happened two years ago to the day? Leon battered uh, Barcelona in the Champions League final 4-1. And it was quite similar to what happened in this game. And Sam Kerr tweets out, and this is competitive with the looking eyes emojis. So you're like, okay. Yesterday after the game, Patricia Guajara said, who said that 4-1 wasn't competitive for that final? Today, we've given them a taste of their own medicine. See, this is just why I try to avoid writing stuff on Twitter because it's always going to bite on the arse. <laughs> just what class shit housery. Oh, I love it. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It's weird because I was, I was going to ask a question on this situation similar because they were talking about Barcelona being in a similar position against Leon. Years back. Is, yeah. is this almost a good omen there for Chelsea now that they have that European experience? Yeah. So when they come back, if they ever get to this final again, will that, I think will, will that stand them better? Yeah, it seems to be the thing that will help them stand stead in maybe next year's final, if they get there, or in two years' time, that they can say, right, we know how to get out the blocks attacking quickly because it happened to us and we know what to expect now in a final uh, where obviously prior to yesterday that they hadn't experienced that yet in a Champions League 
where Barcelona, like you said, they experienced it two years prior and they knew what to uh, expect and what to do. But yeah, uh, it just shows how incredible Barcelona have been this season. I mean, they've gone undefeated in the Primera Iberdrola. Uh, scored over 160 goals now in all competitions, conceded, I think, 13 goals. And it just shows that if you look forward to next summer's Euros, how uh, frightening this Spanish team could be. Because a lot of that Barcelona team make up the Spanish national team. I was going to say, like, the Spain haven't been too prominent in the women's game when you talk about the quality of Barcelona. That it was a bit surprising. Well, they haven't been, but I guess they will get there it's now in the next because they've been, yeah, they've been slowly working it up over the last couple of years, uh, so that when it comes to their time to strike, so all their players are in like what they class as their prime. They're all there and ready to strike at once, and it's similar to what the uh, men's side did in two thousand and eight, and then they had that yeah four four year success period. So it looked like we could be about to see that from the women's side as well. So Hermosa is the David Villa of the women's <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, once again, credit to Barcelona and congratulations for winning that Champions League. Right. Normally we'd jump over to the Premier League stuff, but wasn't that exciting of a weekend? So we'll come back to that later and we will head to the moments, but yeah, we'll come back to it. I think there's only one place we can start, and that is over in Spain. So it's match day 37, second last. And my God, it looked like no one wanted to win the title again for a long period of time during yesterday's games. Barcelona so have now... man stepped up. Yes. So Barcelona have ruled themselves out of uh, title challenge after they lost to Celta Vigo 2-1. The Vigo goal scorer was Santi Mina with both goals, whilst Messi did score the lone goal for uh, Barcelona. However, Barca played the last seven minutes with 10 players after Clement Longley got his second booking within a 10-minute period, which has absolutely uh, destroyed Barcelona. And there has been some news out of uh, the club this morning that they have said uh, Marc-Andre Testegen will miss next couple of months with an injury and is going to miss the Euros with Germany. So that's obviously bad news for Germany. Well, I say bad news, they've still got Manuel Neuer. Is Testagen even the third choice? He's number two. For some reason I thought Lerner was like second choice, I don't know. No, I think it's Neuer, Testagen, then Lerner. I think. It might even be uh, Nubel, who's at Bayern Munich as their second choice keeper. Either way, uh, not good news for Barcelona as they have rolled themselves out of total contention. A team that are still in it is Real Madrid. Can I stand Barcelona for just a slight second because we completely forgot the potential factor in that Lionel Messi has not only just potentially scored his last goal at the new camp, he also probably played his final game if he does leave. Yeah, I think he stays. And it's gone quiet. It's gone quiet. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, but there's potential. Yep, there is always potential. And it was his 30th goal of the season as well, which I think is now the 11th time that he has scored 30 goals in a season, which is an incredible feat. Real Madrid kept... I wanted to go to the guy who's now killed Barcelona. (laughs) Well, we'll get on to him in a minute. 
their top. But we'll go to their Madrid rivals first, Real Madrid. They played Athletic Bilbao and it was Nacho Fernandez that scored the only goal of the game for Zinedine Zidane's side. Again, Bilbao finished the game with 10 players after Raul Garcia was sent off with a minute from time. Again, it looked like Real Madrid were going to let this one slip. But 20 minutes from time, Nacho scored the goal for Zidane and kept the pressure right on Atletico Madrid to take the title challenge down to the final day. There has been some rumours over the last week or so that Zidane could be leaving at the end of the season. There's been talk of Max Allegri coming in, Raul uh, Gonzalez. There's also... Who was the third option now? I can't think who it was. But, um, yeah, interesting if he does leave. Don't feel like a bit of pre-match preparation than the rumours getting out that you're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh. in a way, if they don't win it, it wouldn't be too surprising. That's very Real Madrid. Yeah, because didn't he leave, wasn't it after the last time they didn't win the league, he left like I believe 18 so, months yeah. or so ago. And they didn't do well in the Champions League. I think as I've well. just remembered the third option was. I believe, was it? I believe Carlo Ancelotti was like in the, that the was it. list as Ancelotti. well. I was like, oh, just why? <laughs> Take him back to Madrid after his short spell there. What did he look his third run? Was he there like before the, the last run? Uh, I feel I'm like not he, too sure, I, I swear this is like his, would be his third run if it went there, but I don't think he's the main option, is it? Like, no. The talk was all around yeah, and then that seems to have gone quiet a bit, and for some reason over the last forty-eight to seventy-two hours, and he's their legend. Yeah, a hundred percent. Everyone, if you think of Real Madrid before Ronaldo, you think of Raúl, absolute legend. But for some reason, the last forty-eight to seventy-two hours, it seems to be uh, Max Allegri on the list, which would be an interesting fit because Allegri has been out of the job for nearly three years now since he left Juve. It's a mad break. How has, he, mm. how has he got away with that? I have no idea. Because obviously when Arsenal got rid of uh, Unai Emery, there was a lot of talk that he potentially could have gone there, but they didn't do that. Because uh, he thought it was Arsenal. Well, true. <laughs> it would have been nice to see Allegri over here, and you never know, he might do at some point. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Real Madrid do if... Uh, Zidane is to leave and according to I think it was AS or uh, another Spanish newspaper they've put up like 10 players for sale this summer the likes of Hazard Bale I think uh, Marcelo might even been made available because of his age and they want to try and bring the age of the squad down a bit it, like, the clear out's coming this yeah. summer I feel it's, yeah it was always bound to happen well I think it was like a year or two late though I mean, obviously, oh, maybe yeah. last year you can take it out of context a bit because I of should have done it. The season they didn't make the Champions League final. Yeah, the, that long run of just winning it, and then the year they didn't do it, got plans over, chance to change and rebuild. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what does happen there this summer in terms of manager and obviously a rebuild. But we'll flick over to their Madrid rivals, Atletico, and they remain at the top of the table thanks to a late goal from Luis Suarez and Renan Lodi as well, with a late goal to give Atletico a 2-1 win over Osasuna. They did think uh, Atletico, they scored uh, on the hour mark for three, Stefan Savic, but it, again, it was a goal ruled out by 
VAR. And 15 minutes later, Osasuna took the lead through Ante Budimir after a great pass from Ruben Garcia. And then Lodi and Suarez scored two goals within six minutes of each other to give Diego Simeone's side the advantage as they head into the final set of fixtures in La Liga. Could you imagine if that they had uh, lost that game there or drew it instead? I think that, if they drew, been on them, it. if they drew, it would have meant they were level on points and only goal difference was separating the two sides. And I think it would have been like one or two goals if my maths is correct. Like is Luis Suarez signing for almost one of the biggest bargains in history? Yes, seven million euros. Is what they've ended up paying for him. They have one and truly ripped Barcelona's pants off with that one. It's just incredible. He scored 20 goals this season in the league alone for him. They just look bloody stupid now, don't they? Barcelona. But they've been looking like that for years. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> So, it does come down to the final match day of the season, where next Saturday, the 22nd of May, Real Madrid hosts Villarreal, who currently sits in 7th place, whilst Athletic and Madrid travel to Real Valladolid, who uh, sit in 19th place and are fighting for survival themselves. So, it's not an easy game for either side. But you would have to say that the advantage is in Atleti's favour, obviously having the two-point advantage over them and having the somewhat easier opponent because Villarreal can still qualify for the Europa League and uh, the Euro Conference League. So we'll qualify for the Champions League as well. well. We'll find that out next week. Yeah. It'll be absolutely incredible to uh, see next uh, Saturday for the action over there right over in the Bundesliga now and it's congratulations to Robert Lewandowski who has uh, got the record with Gerd Muller for 40 goals in a season which is fucking incredible like yeah. I never it's a little bit tribute as well yeah Absolutely great tribute to Gerd Muller. Uh, the game finished 2-2 between themselves and Freiburg. Leroy Sané scored the other goal for Bayern, whilst Manuel Gulde and Christian Gunter scored the goals for Freiburg. Obviously, nothing me- uh, matters anymore for Bayern as they have wrapped up the title. But yeah, 40 goals in a season. Top of the top goal. Yeah. I mean, the next highest is Andre Silva with 27, and then Erling Haaland on 25. Like, that is just incredible. Yeah, it's been so good. He owes the team as well. He's got good playmakers around him that get the ball to him. Especially Thomas Muller. I mean, Muller's got 18 assists this season, which obviously the majority of them probably are to Lewandowski. Kimmich is there on 10, Koeman's got 9, Sane's got 9, and Lewandowski himself has got 7 assists. So it is absolutely incredible uh, scenes there. Right, elsewhere in the Bundesliga is congratulations to Bayerischia Dortmund who have secured Champions League football next season after they beat Mainz 3-1. 
Julian Brandt, Marco Royce and Rafa Guerrero with the goals for Dortmund. Again, a masterclass from Jadon Sancho in that game uh, for Dortmund. Get him on the plane. Oh, he has to be on. I'm starting him. I think Hoy literally will be the only one on it playing because obviously <laughs> someone went in England. Oh, yeah. And we are playing our games in England. Um, but yeah, it's just a wild, like, I think because he had that patchy spell, I think October to December, where he seemed to be out of form a little bit for himself. If you look at it, he is having an incredible season, Sancho. He's been involved in 19 goals, whether he's scoring them or assisting them again. It's, and that's just in the league alone. I think I saw a video last week where in the last three seasons, he's been involved in over 30 goals uh, in each season in all competitions, which is absolutely phenomenal for someone so young. It's pencil. But be prepared for Rashford and Sterling at the Euros. Yes. And elsewhere, the final Champions League place was secured as well yesterday as Wolfsburg drew 2 all with RB Leipzig. Leipzig's, Leipzig's goal scorers were Marcel Sabitzer and Justin Kluivert, whilst Maximilian Philipp scored a brace in the first half for Wolfsburg. And that points ensures that they will be playing Champions League football next year after her results elsewhere in the weekend went in their favour. And they were by Leverkusen dropping points at Union Berlin, where they drew 1-1. And Eintracht Frankfurt losing 4-3 to Schalke. Which doesn't seem right in saying that at all. That wasn't even the main story from Schalke this weekend. If you saw the 21-year-old, was it Davidson they brought on? Um, see that Henning Matriciani? I don't know what his name was, but he worked 21. Like, you can't convince me. <laughs> yeah, it was Hen- Henning Matriciani. He does look six million years old with that haircut because that was just awful. It must be stressful at Schalke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happening to you. <laughs> Definitely. So. Right. That's well worse than I that is. But <laughs> never, get, never let me get like that. What do you mean? Right. mean I, don't think I'll let, I don't think I've got to worry about that. I've. I'll, Massive hair. <laughs> I have no worries. Yeah. Right, over to France now. Stress of working with you, though. What do you mean, how can it be stressful with me? I'm a joy to work with. <laughs> right, over to France I, I know there was such a delayed reaction in that. Thing. Yes. Over to France, and it is going down to the final day for the title. My God, oh, is it going to be exciting Technically, three teams can still win the title between Lille, PSG and Monaco, as Monaco could win it uh, if they win 7-0 and Lille and PSG lose. So don't worry exactly. that. Exactly. So the results, PSG beats Rem 4-0 with Moise Keane, Marquinhos, Kylian Mbappe and Neymar scoring the goals. However, Rem played the majority of the game with 10 players after Eunice Al. Hamid got sent off after just 10 minutes. Lille themselves played out a 0-0 draw with Saint-Etienne whilst Monaco beat Rennes 2-1 with Alexandre Golovin and Vissam Ben Yedder with the goals. Jesus Christ, seems like we're taking it back a few years now with them two scoring. Oh, it's not playing FIFA. Lyon beat Nim 5-2 with Islam Slomani, Hussein Awar, 
Memphis Depay and a brace from Lucas Paqueta to give Leon the victory. And Marseille, Angers, not a lot happened in the game. It finished 3-2. Arcadius Milik scoring a hat-trick, which, again, can't blame. Good game for him. However, I did see that their manager, Jorge Sampaoli, got sent off. Oh, in... what? Oh, no, stop. No. Yeah. <laughs> He got sent off in... What, Jorge Sampaoli, the man who fully threatened to fight a referee once, got sent off. Yep. Oh. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, we are heading to the final day for all four positions, realistically, because Leon can still finish third, even higher, well, no, second, it would take a miracle for them to finish second, but technically they still can. And obviously, like we said, the title can still be won. So the final games in Paris, uh, Liège 1, sorry, not just Paris, PSG travelled to Brest. The, the league doesn't revolve around PSG. I mean, it has done know. for the last couple of years, so I might as well call it the Paris League. Uh, yeah, PSG travelled to Brest, Lyon play Nice, Lille travelled to Angers, and Monaco travel to lens all games kicking off next sunday at eight o'clock uk time so it is all to play for at the top end and even uh for that last relegation playoff spot which one two three four five six teams are involved in that last relegation playoff spot in france which is incredible so every team from 13th to 18th can still be involved in a relegation playoff where they could be obviously relegated to the second division over in France. So it's all to play for at both ends of the table over there. And finally, in the European Roundup, we're off to Italy. And big game of the weekend, Juventus versus Inter Milan. Although it wasn't that because I don't actually remember seeing much about it on the timeline this weekend. But Juventus... I only saw that they won. And that was just... That was the, that feels like big news considering Juventus' form recently. Yes, and other results elsewhere means they still have a chance of Champions League football next season, but we'll get on to that in a second. So they beat Inter Milan 3-2 with Juan Cuadrado scoring a brace and Cristiano Ronaldo scoring for them, whilst Lukaku scored a penalty and an own goal from Giorgio Chiellini, but he wasn't enough as they suffered defeat. Again, it doesn't matter for Inter as they have wrapped up the title, but both teams finished with 10 players after Rodrigo Bentancourt was shown a second yellow card just 10 minutes into the second half. And in stoppage time, Marcelo Brozovic again, second bookable offence, was sent off. And the reason it is still alive for Juventus to get Champions League football is because AC Milan dropped points against Cagliari, drawing nil-nil. I mean, they could have wrapped it up this weekend and we would have been seeing Ronaldo and Co. in the Europa League next season. Well. Not Ronaldo and Co, but you know, <laughs> just but yeah, he won't be there next season. But the team, which really would have been incredible, but yeah, like I said, they drew nil nil. Elsewhere, Atalanta confirmed their place in the Champions League next season with uh, their result on Saturday afternoon, beating Genoa four three. Again, another great season for Atalanta. They are they're becoming. The Italian Leicester is what I would say about Atalanta is they're doing their or their rats and they are disrupting the big four, big five usually over there in Italy. So it's good to see that. And 
The other big games, we had Roma beat Lazio 2-0 with Pedro and Henrik Mkhitaryan scoring the two goals for Roma, whilst Francesco Acerbi got sent off again late on for a second ball of Bella Fence. And Fiorentina lost 2-0 to Napoli with Lorenzo Insigne and an end goal from Lorenzo Venuti to secure Napoli a 2-0 victory and push them on the cusp of Champions League football. Again, they need a victory, or if Juventus lose in their last game, they will secure Champions League football, although I think it may technically be already done because they've got a much superior goal difference compared to Juventus. So it is all to play for for that last Champions League spot on next Sunday. So Juventus, they travel to Bologna. Napoli play host to Hellas Verona. And AC Milan, they travel to Atalanta which is going to be a very, very interesting final day. And Roma and Sassuolo are fighting for the Europa Conference League qualification spot in Italy, as there's two points separating the two sides. Roma Give me tra- Jose in the Europa Conference League, please. Yes, Roma travel to Spezia, while Sassuolo host Lazio. Again, all games next Sunday, kicking off at two o'clock UK time. So it looks like we've got a very, very exciting final day of European football next Saturday and Sunday, and it's definitely not one to take your eyes off of. Right, back over to English football now, and we actually... It's all, it's all, I don't know if you noticed, I looked slightly distracted. I'm watching yes. a squirrel do what looks like pull-ups on like this bar outside in my garden. <laughs> this is... I mean... This is extraordinary. <laughs> Strange to say the least, but we'll get gloss over that and get back to the talk of the football action. And we have had, like I said, a action-packed weekend. Not the most interesting weekend, but there has been um, a lot happened. So, on Friday, Manchester City beat Newcastle 4-3 with Ferran Torres scoring a hat-trick for Pep Guardiola side and João Cancelo scoring the uh, other goal for City, whilst Emil Kraft, Joe Linton and Joe Willock scored the goals for Steve Bruce's side, who was named the manager of the month earlier that day. Sorry, and the squirrel is now hanging off the bar just from its tail. But this is unreal. We're a football podcast. David Attenborough, shut up. We're a football podcast here. So there was a first a lot more insane than some of the things that happened in this Premier League. Oh, true. There was a first start in the Premier League in over ten years for Manchester City goalkeeper Scott Carson on Friday, and I genuinely didn't think it was that long ago. I'm glad he made it entertaining. Yes, the last time he played in the Premier League was for West Bromwich Albion back in 2011 in February. I think it was when they played Newcastle. So it's a long time for him. Beautiful goal. Um, Ferran Torres, I think that might... It's got to be up there for goal of the season. I don't know whether it wins it, but it's certainly up there. It's got a bit up there, hasn't it? Yeah. It was just a beautiful bit of ingenuity. Mm. Just get the flick. Right, elsewhere, on Saturday afternoon, Leeds United put four past Burnley with Rodrigo scoring a brace, Jack Harrison and Matthias Klick scoring the other goals in that game. Um there was an incident between uh, Dwight McNeil and one of the Leeds players. I've completely forgot who it was now. Was it Ergen Alioski? Oh, no, I didn't watch this game. Yeah, I, I've no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened in the incident. I haven't, like you said, watched All it myself. All I'm more disturbed by is Burnley can beat Wolves 4-0 and then go and lose 4-0 themselves. That, that just sums it up, bro. 
yeah, absolutely crazy result. But good uh, result for Leeds as they have nearly secured their uh, top half finish for this season. Elsewhere uh, on Saturday, Southampton beat Fulham 3-1 with Theo Walcott, Nathan Teller and Shea Adams scoring the goals for Ralph Hatton. Ralph Hassan Hootel sides, whilst Fabio Carvalho scored the only goal for Fulham. And Brighton and West Ham played out a 1 1 draw. A very dull game until the last couple of minutes where Said Ben Rama and Danny Welbeck scored the goals of the game, which has now mean West Ham can't get top four football, but still can get a place in the Europa League and are currently holding on to the one place in the Europa Conference League for the English sides. Then yesterday, we work in reverse order because we'll leave your team till last. No, don't want, don't just get it over with. <laughs> okay, we'll start off with your team. You blew a two-one lead to Crystal Palace. John McGinn and Anwar Al Ghazi, or Al Ghazi as you want to call him, scored the goals for uh, Villa. Was Benteke Zaha and a late goal from Tyreek Mitchell gave Palace the three points. I mean. What has happened to Villa this second half of the season and holding on to Leeds? Uh, the bags are packed, so the beach is calling. really is. I mean, I don't know what it was. Like, we'd, we looked great before we scored the first one and then just sat back and stopped playing. Mm, it seemed like you were thinking that Crystal Palace weren't going to score. Yeah, which is annoying because Palace had some very good attacking players that you know I wish we had because I really wanted us to sign Berechiesi in the summer. Yeah. Well, there's obviously been a lot of talk that this is Roy Hodgson's last uh, season at Crystal Palace as well. That he could, uh, I think, because his contract is at the up at the end of this summer, and uh, they don't seem to be uh, set to renew it. So he looks like they will be looking for a new manager come next season. Spurs beat. Wolverhampton Wanderers 2-0 with Harry Kane and Pierre-Emerick Hoiberg scoring the goals for Harry Winks, Ryan Mason's side. Why do I keep doing Harry Winks? Well, why do I get them too confused? <laughs> That's about the third time I've done that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Harry Winks might be more qualified. <laughs> well, yeah. So that result, uh, and obviously the West Ham result the day before, moves Spurs up into seventh place and in uh, sixth place, sorry, and into the Europa League as it stands. Uh, off to the Hawthorns next, where West Brom took an early lead against Liverpool through Hal Robson Kanu, and a little over 15 minutes later, Mohamed Salah equalised for Jurgen Klopp's side, and it looked like it was going to be a draw until. The most unlikely goal scorer in Liverpool history scored the goal. A corner from Trent Alexander-Arnold comes in. Alisson has gone forward to see what he can do. And what does he go and do? He scores the header. And it goes past Sam Johnston in goal. And what scenes it was to see Alisson score. Yeah, Jeremy Carrier couldn't hold back his excitement. <laughs> nice to... Nothing new there with uh, Carrier. Yeah, but yeah, it was his Jimmy Glass moment. Oh, yeah. We can no longer call it the Jimmy Glass moment now, it's the Alison Becker moment. I mean, Peter Schmeichel's also done it as well for Aston Villa, if you remember, back in Doesn't the day. Doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? <laughs> I prefer Peter Schmeichel anyway. 
Of course you would. But yeah, good result for Liverpool and keeps their top four hopes alive. They now set a point and like I said, on goal difference, one goal behind Chelsea as we head into the final two match days and obviously West Brom are down and got nothing to play for as they are already relegated. And the final game saw Sheffield United take on Everton. And Sheffield United won, which I believe is their sixth win of the season, thanks to a first goal, was it his first goal? From Daniel Jebison, uh, the youngster who made his debut the other week and, according to some papers, is being courted by a lot of uh, the top sides in England and Dortmund and Bayern Munich over in the Bundesliga. So it'll be interesting to see can the Blades hold on to him and what other players they can hold on to the season. But Everton at home this season have been woeful. Yeah, they've almost bottled it slightly. Yeah, I mean... They just, they've looked pretty poor. Look where they were at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean... They're almost like us anyway. They've had what you would say is a good season, but it's just started to end with an absolute whimper. Yeah, I mean, they've got... The fifth worst home record all season, which is absolutely crazy to think how good they, like you said, were at the start. And away from home, they've got the fourth best. Even Carlo Ancelotti came out at the after after the game and showed his disappointment at how bad uh, the Toughies have been this season. And it is none more the proof when you're losing to a Sheffield United team that have been absolutely poor all season and... Yeah, it's incredible to see that that has happened. Right. Um, any other talking points from around the world of football, or is that it? It's, uh, that's all in terms of the reviews. Yeah. Um, previews, I just like people to remember the championship playoffs today as well. Oh, my God. Shut the front door before you go there. Buy Munich, new away shirt for next season has been released. Oh. Is this, oh, it's the black and gold one, isn't it? Oh, black and gold. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my God, that is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Take my money. Oh. Like, don't worry, I'm sure at the start of next season we'll have a, like, a massive like, kit writing video. <laughs> yes. Um, but we're definitely doing a tier list on the Premier League kits. Yes. So that's what you do. <laughs> okay, before you get into the Championship preview... Um, some interesting. Well, I don't know. Just... Preview. I was just essentially we kind of previewed it last week when we talked about it, but I don't know much else to say. Okay. Well, West Ham women have confirmed that Paul Konchesky will stay on, and he will be the club's new assistant manager. West Ham women. I didn't realise until about a week yeah, or so ago. Paul Konchesky is in the department. Yeah, and he's got hair. Oh my god! <laughs> that was more shocking. Yeah, it was uh, very surprising to see there. Um, also, in the women's game, it was a good final game in charge for Carla Ward after she announced she was leaving Birmingham at the end of the season and Joe Montemore as they both won their final games in charge as their teams progressed to the quarterfinals in the FA Cup. However, the same can't be said for Casey Stoney as her Manchester United side lost 3-2 to newly promoted championship side Leicester City. So it would be uh, a sad goodbye for Casey Stoney and the Red Devils, but it would be interesting to see what happens next for Manchester United as there is a lot of transfer talk that has came out today that uh, could concern them in their future with the likes of the Americans, aka Tobin Heath and Kristen Press set to leave. Lauren James set to join Chelsea 
uh, along with her brother and <laughs> Jess Sixworth set to join Leicester City. That Chelsea so, seems to get you better and better. Yes, which is no surprise considering they are looking to do a three-peat in terms of titles. Right, we'll get on to the, talk about the uh, playoff game. So we have the championship playoff games today uh, in a few minutes' time, depending on when you get this recording out for. Oh, this is uh, going to be out the Monday evening. Okay, so Bournemouth... This is probably Tuesday morning now when you're listening. So, <laughs> so Bournemouth will be playing Brentford at 6 o'clock, depending on when this gets out. And then Bonsley versus Swansea is afterwards at quarter past 8. And it either has or hasn't happened, depending on when Brad gets this out, which means get it out ASAP. Uh, in league... Look at the working conditions I'm on <laughs> <laughs> in League One, we also have uh, more playoff games to look forward to this week. Uh, our fans at this championship game tonight, they are, aren't they? Swansea are at home for this one, aren't they? Uh, they were using the Swansea one as a test of it. I gather that Bournemouth and Brentford would be allowed as well. Yeah. Like, it's only fair. Uh, league, yeah. League One Brentford on Tuesday. Brentford have fans last season because if not this would be the first time they've had fans in the new stadium that's been open for over a year <laughs> Brentford are away that, I, mean, I was talking about the second leg were you? oh um, no the, I think they did have a one small event uh, a couple months be? back so I think they have had fans at that new stadium I'm not too sure this is the first proper atmosphere if it's you know 10 to 10,000 is rumoured yeah. Uh, in League One on Tuesday evening, Oxford play Blackpool, whilst on Wednesday evening, Lincoln City play Sunderland. And then in League Two as well, we have the playoffs to look forward to. On Tuesday evening, Newport County play Forest Green Rovers. And then on Thursday evening, Tranmere Rovers play Morecambe. So all to play for, obviously, as it's the first set of fixtures there and it'll be very interesting to see in all three divisions who come up and like we said previously in the championship uh, standings we could have all uh, three Premier League teams that got relegated last season come straight back up which will be I think a first like we said in history right uh, don't think there's anything else or is that everything that I believe is now everything right uh We'll be back at the end of the week to round up all the Premier League action that has taken place in midweek. Obviously, there's fans back in them games. Have a look back at the uh, playoffs that have happened and look forward to an exciting final day in the Premier League where we've still got the Champions League and Europa League places to be sorted. And obviously, the title fights over in Italy. Um, Champions League places in Italy and... The title challenge over in France, as well as the relegation battle there as well. Until then, make sure you. Yes. (laughs) Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe (laughs) Uh, so you never miss a video. Uh, Download us and give us a like rating and follow us on Twitter as well so you never miss out on any of the news from us. A reminder that our Twitter handle is at offTCPod. So that's O double F T C P O D. And until next time, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad. I was going to say, if you want to like this podcast, it is the only one that talks football and squirrel watch. 
and gives you with uh, updates twice a week. <laughs> in the Birmingham <laughs> area, at least. Yes. Oh, and that's and until then, yes, we'll see you soon.